The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. After the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there till I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he had heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, happy day after New Year's Day. Happy, and I suppose I should say, merry ninth day of Christmas, and happy or merry second Sunday after Christmas. I'm also happy to say how glad Kathleen are and I are to be here with you for the next eight weeks. Uh, and also to thank your wonderful rector for inviting us to be here. I've had a wonderful retirement since uh, about five years now. I remember when I finished after 32 years at St. John's, I wondered what was next. And I just trusted the Holy Spirit would open some new doors. Well, we have not been disappointed. And this is actually our second time here in this wonderful diocese of El Camino Real. And we're hoping this time, even though it's a shorter uh, to just two months that be able to see more of this beautiful central coast of California. We were seeing that for a while, then like all of you, we were sheltered in place when I was down at St. Dunstan's in Carmel Valley. So again, it's just wonderful to be with you here. I do have to say one thing. I, I think it's important to disclose things right up front, to be honest and, and full disclosure. I hope you're ready for this. I am an avid Los Angeles Dodger fan. Now, it's probably not going to make much difference because I'll be gone before the season begins, but I just want to let you know uh, I won't be reporting scores or anything like that. And uh, again, I'll be gone before the season begins. In this morning's gospel, we heard about Joseph's three dreams, which caused him to keep changing his travel plans. Next Sunday, when we celebrate the Epiphany, 
we will hear of the visit of the wise men and their changed travel plans at the very end of that gospel, and they went home by another way. So next week, I'm going to talk about changing routes and routines. That'll be my focus. But today, we're still in the Christmas season, I want to go back to last week's gospel and briefly revisit a major wonderful breaking news that we heard in John's prologue. I want to begin with a story. There's a little girl who's having trouble sleeping at night despite the best efforts of her parents for several weeks. And it finally came to a head. This night, the little girl said with more urgency than ever, don't leave. It's dark in here and I'm afraid. I want you to stay. Her mother drew close and said in a soft voice, don't be afraid, honey. God is with you. God will protect you. To which the little girl replied, yeah, well, that's fine. But I want someone in here with skin on him. <laughs> At Christmas, we celebrate the skin. At Christmas, we proclaim Emmanuel, God is with us. At Christmas, we sing joy to the world, the Lord is come. And the prologue to John's gospel we heard last week helps us focus on that point more closely and deeply. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, full of grace and truth. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. Eugene Peterson puts it this way in his contemporary version from the message. Quote, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. We saw the glory with our own eyes. Generous, inside and out, true from start to finish. And we all live off his generous bounty, gift after gift after gift. On Christmas, we celebrate the flesh. We celebrate the skin. One of the early church fathers, and actually there's two early church fathers I found that say basically the same thing, Athanasius and Irenaeus defined the incarnation this way, quote, Jesus became what we were that we might become what he is. And think about that phrase from our colic this morning, humbled himself to share our humanity, basically saying the same thing. Talk about good news. Christmas renews our hope that we might become more like Christ over a lifetime, growing up into the full stature of Christ, in all that we think, in all that we say, in all that we do. And shall we add in these contentious times all that we text or tweet or post or share? That's for the new generation particularly. Because Jesus came to be with us and to show us the way to live and to love. One of our great Christmas carols um, once in Royal David City has that line that begins one verse, he is our lifelong pattern. And then a 
children's prayer I grew up with, St. Michael's Anaheim, had this line, Sends us chances, send us chances to do some good every day that we might grow more and more like Christ our Lord. So now that we have welcomed the Prince of Peace at Christmas, who would grow up to preach these words, blessed are the peacemakers, I simply suggest on this second day of the new year, a common resolution we could all embrace. Could we all together resolve to be bolder, more intentional peacemakers? Our world doesn't need more celebrities. That's already established well-known stars or anyone seeking to become a celebrity by being on line for 15 minutes and doing all kinds of crazy things on social media. And that's all right, but our world needs right now, I think, more peacemakers. People who don't need recognition or praise, but people who are bringing light and joy wherever they go in their ordinary, everyday lives when no cameras are rolling. Let there be peace on earth, as that song goes, and let it begin with me. Or maybe we should first sing, let there be peace on earth, and remember that begins with Christ. So how about using that familiar prayer attributed to St. Francis, and then take the time to focus and visualize exactly how we might be called to make it real in daily concrete actions. So in other words, instead of just reading that prayer, it's a beautiful prayer, you have to pause between these petitions where there is hatred, and, and then just stop and think, where is there hatred in this world or in this community or in my life? Where there is hatred, visualize what that is. Let me sow love. And what can I do to sow a little bit of love? Specific things. And keep going. Where there is injury, and just stop and pause and think about where there is injury, what does that mean to me right now? Pardon, how can I extend God's grace in a very specific way? And it goes on, where there is discord, how can I bring some union? Where there is doubt, wherever that is in your life right now, how can I bring some faith? Where there is darkness, where is that darkness right now in this world, in this country, in this community, in my life? How can I bring specifically to that situation some light? And where there is sadness, where can I bring some joy? What can I do today to bring some joy? Maybe it's the littlest thing, but it's, it's a start. So just pick one of these on any given day and say, Lord, Make me an instrument of your peace today. Help me plan in a specific way to bring just some measure of peace, even if I don't see the result of all the seeds I'm trying to sow. And that's going to be the case most of the time. And also, Lord, lead me to, and don't let me miss, unexpected opportunities, things I didn't plan for, 
to be an instrument of your peace in that moment. So I'm just saying, take that prayer of St. Francis and just kind of stop and analyze and meditate and think about what, how can I make that real rather than just words. They're good words, but they're also, it's a template, almost a blueprint for us to bring and sow some seeds of peace. Because that's what this world needs right now, this country needs right now. We need peacemakers to get to know the person before we start arguing with them. <laughs> you know, get to know what, why are they acting that way? Why am I acting that way? When I visit um, patients as a volunteer uh, chaplain at our Corona Hospital, I don't go to any of the COVID rooms, I don't go to any isolation rooms, just the new patients, the regular rooms. I always have a little brief visit and then I ask them if they'd like a prayer. Well, about 80% say, sure, that'd be great. The other 10% say, no, I'm good, that's fine. But about 10%, after some hesitation, would you like a prayer? There's a little pause. Well, I guess it couldn't hurt. Or my favorite one just, just a couple of weeks ago was, this, I'll never forget it. He said, hell, why not? <laughs> So we had a prayer. But you know, that's not really a bad answer. Whenever we hesitate to do the things we know need to be done, why not be bold and more courageous in 2022 and resolve to take that prayer of St. Francis a bit more literally? Why not, as Nike would say, just do it whenever we find ourselves hesitating? You know, we think about doing something and we hesitate, we analyze it. Sometimes we can have the courage and boldness just to do it. Why not just make that call or extend that kindness or intervene when appropriate? Speak up as Bishop Desmond Tutu did in truth and love when words are called for. In 2 Timothy we read that God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. So sometimes bringing peace is by keeping our mouth shut. Not saying anything, you know, that could bring just modeling quietness and calmness and peace. That's a gift we can give as well. Her mother drew close and said in a soft voice, don't be afraid, honey. God is with you. God will protect you. And the little girl said, that's fine. I want someone in here with skin on him. Desmond Tutu, this was a quote in the LA Times just two days ago, a beautiful article about his life. This is a quote I wasn't aware of. He said, quote, sometimes you wish you could whisper in God's ear. This is when you're going through the toughest times. Like that little girl afraid of the night. Sometimes you wish you could whisper in God's ear, God, I know you're there, but could you make it a little more obvious? Christmas, if nothing else, reminds us that we are to be Christ for each other, to be the skin and flesh for each other, to let the peace of Christ so deeply dwell in our hearts that we can bring and be the peace to others that Christ has been and brought to us. Hey, this closing prayer I've adapted, you'll recognize these words from the prayer book. Be a constant reminder and carry us forward into the new year and through any storms we or those we love may encounter.
So let us pray. O God of Christmas peace, who has taught us that in returning and rest we shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be our strength. Lift us, we pray, to your presence, where we may be still and know you are God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, the Word made flesh, our Prince of Peace. Amen.